Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans. It's time for Fighter's Fury. Inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome on in. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. We are going to go the next hour diving all over the world in mixed martial arts and boxing. A lot to get into as we had ourselves a hell of a show yesterday. UFC 221, shout out. In the great words of John Clayton, shout out, let's do it. That was fun. It's weird how that works sometimes, man. Like the ones you don't expect, and I was looking forward to the main event and watching Yoel and Luke Rockhold fight. Uh, even with the situations that went around it, and, and we'll get into that in just a minute. I was I was looking forward to that fight. Um, somewhat of the, the heavyweight fight between, you know, Mark Hunt and, and Curtis Blades, but Curtis Blades doesn't have the most exciting style, so I wasn't expecting this grand, you know, classic heavyweight fight. It, be- it went about as expected. You know, Mark Hunt got one of those cracks in on him, and... It was dangerous, and that moment was certainly there for Curtis Blades, and he is like, bleep this. I am taking him down a record number of times in my career to get my way to victory, which is a smart way to go. You know, it wasn't exciting, um, and I won't say that he just he didn't you know stay down there, and it wasn't, it wasn't dry humping season. He was taking him down at will. He was do- trying to deliver very vicious blows, and... When Mark Hunt did get up, he had nothing left in the tank. So it was effective. It's not like he was sitting there and Mark Hunt was biding his time and we and we had nothing to get to. But uh, an impressive performance. Nonetheless, man, it was an exciting card all the way around from the undercards all the way through the main event. Um, a, a lot of exciting finishes, a, a lot of young guys to get excited about. I think that's always my favorite. When we get to come out of these cards – I always find it very important. Well, what's next? Who am I excited to see next? It's is is it just ho hum the same? Is it is it is it going to be uh, status quo? Those are the ones that always kind of bum me out. Where it's just like, all right, well, where do we go from here? No, this one had had a lot. You know, it, from 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 Israel Adesanya from in the in the in the undercard to um, from Tai Tuivasa in the in the in the main in the main card. I thought that this had a lot of young guys that we can be excited about watching. The Australians kicked ass. I mean, it was Wallaby power through and through. It was it was crazy, and that Australian crowd was very behind their guys. Uh, they got super ravenous during the co-made event where Mark Hunt's being held down at will. I mean, they are booing Curtis Blades like hell. It was something. But shout out to him. Like he did not. Um, he did not. He did not wilt. He did not feel pressure to throw more damage. He just went about his game plan. So we'll get to the rest of the card in a moment. Obviously, the big the big story that comes out of this: Joel Romero. He gets a knockout victory over Luke Rockhold in the third round. Turns out that he had a broken leg while he was knocking Luke Rockhold out. According to him, at least that's what he thinks. Uh, we haven't gotten official medical reports or anything um, posted yet from his camp, but 
you know, after the fight, he is he's sitting there on the on the octagon canvas, can't stand up, needs his guys to to help him carry it to the locker room. He does the Fox interview sitting down, doesn't even do a a full press conference afterwards. But as impressive as the performance was, it does stink that it, it, it came with an asterisk next to it, and that is that Yoel missed weight. And it was weird because I was sitting there all Friday, and I'm like, man, where are the weigh-ins? Where, where, why don't we have results for these? And it was actually after Wade's return, and then you start seeing results coming. And I was like, oh, man, that's right. They're in Australia, and it's the next day over there. So the weigh-ins were at a really weird time, and... Everything goes according to plan, except Yoel shows up three pounds overweight. So he gets a couple hours to try and cut. He's able to shave off uh, three-tenths of a pound. And so they have to go into negotiations. They can cancel the fight, or are they going to make things happen? Luke Rockhold ends up getting 30% of Yoel's purse. And on Yoel's side of things, he's not eligible to win the interim title. He was very impressive in this fight. And if you don't remember, he did take this fight on short notice, about four weeks' notice. You know, he was getting prepared to fight in Orlando, which I think is in a couple weeks. I think it's at the end of the month. So you're cutting your training camp a little bit short. You're not exactly according to plan. Who knows what weight he was at, that things went awry. Um, but it does it, it does put a little bit of a cloud over it. That's for sure. And it's not just that he couldn't get the 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 token of getting a a belt around his waist. You know, who cares at this point? He's he's gonna get Robert Whitaker, and I think he should get Robert Whitaker. That was a super close fight. Those guys were very competitive, and because of that, you you you're not left with this feeling of ah, uh, you know, we're we're gonna get that again. This is gonna happen again. No, it was uh, it was it was a very closely contested fight. And I'd be interested to see where both these guys go from it. The, the question is right now, when are we going to see that? Because you can't really do another interim title. He's, even with Yoel not getting the interim strap, he is the de facto interim champion. You know, he is the bona fide number one contender. You can't do that again with this division. And the, I guess the only downfall to that is going to be whether or not... Um, whether or not you know Robert Whitaker's sickness is is serious enough where he can't compete for a long time, and then what do you do? Because now you have the interim title was kind of scrapped because of weight issues, and your interim champion is on the shelf with a supposed broken leg, and your undisputed champion, who was your interim champion, it's uh, he's sick. So there is a a lot of uncertainty. That rests in 185 right now. You might have to drag George St. Pierre out of out of hiding and 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 say, you know what, you vacated that title. Let's forget all that. We kind of need you to fight. This is this is how it goes. Who do you want? Who do you want to fight for the middleweight championship? Hopefully, it doesn't get to that, and hopefully, these guys are healthy enough where we can see Yoel and we can see Robert Whitaker fight again. But let's say the situation Robert Whitaker can come back by let's say summer you know if he could be ready for UFC 225 or if he could be ready for August and Yoel can't the one thing that sucks for Yoel with not being able to win the interim title is 
Well, now a new contender can emerge, whether it be Jacare, whether it be Chris Wyman again, whether it be somebody else. Somebody can steal that spot now. It's not a case of it's automatic for Yoel. And that's the thing that is the biggest letdown for him. Yeah, he doesn't get the moment of, of getting gold wrapped around his waist, and that sucks for Yoel because he's been so close. And a lot of things have popped up. You know, he was very close against Robert Whitaker. He was he was uh he was close to a title shot. Then had the whole testing issue that came up after I believe it was the Jacare fight. Had to go through the whole appeals process to get cleared on that. So things have come up with Yoel before that have that have not allowed him. I think we would have gotten the Bisbing fight, but Bisbing ended up retiring. He got the GSP fight, so we never got to see that matchup. Um you know, he's always just been right at the doorstep of getting to the ultimate top. And I'm rooting, you know, I'm rooting for for a couple of reasons. You know, we've had Yoel in studio before. We like Yoel Romero. Um, but I do like the fact that I think it'd be cool, you know, to have Yoel Romero, Cuban background, you know, trains down here at ATT. So it would give us another local champion, but also a guy who's in the community. Um, I also think it would be the best opportunity probably for our community to get a UFC title fight down here. You know, the UFC seems very into doing title fights in people's hometown. They've done it for Stipe. They're planning on doing it for Max Holloway. It's just something they like to do. So if you're going to talk about what's the best opportunity this community has to get a UFC pay-per-view, it's going to be Yoel Romero being a champion. And so the fact that he's got a busted-up leg now, it puts that in question. And who knows when we're going to get that matchup of him against Robert Whitaker, but... um. Whenever that matchup does happen, it is it is the absolute matchup to make. That was a very close fight in the first in the first go around, and now that they're both coming off injuries, it kind of puts it all at a reset because you don't know how either guy's going to respond from it. One guy coming off a, a supposed broken leg, and one guy uh, coming in off um, a staph infection and shingles. Basically, that's a it, that's a hell of a sickness that Robert Whitaker's got going on. So, division's in a weird spot. But all in all, was a, 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 a very, very exciting finish. Very, very exciting night of fights. Really, really enjoyable in Australia. Good morning, Seema. Good morning, Tommy Guns. How are you guys? Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Yourself? Tommy, very good. Tommy Guns, how are you? I am amazingly great. That was a great night of fights. It was. It was a fun it, night. It was. The undercards, everything. It was all good. We saw a guy drink beer out of a shoe. So did I. That was crazy. But the shoe looked brand, brand new. I know. Like, is that a you thing do that in, all the time. Is that a thing in Australia? I thought you do that all the time. No, I've never pulled that move. I've drinking beer out of a lot of stuff, but never a shoe. Wow. I feel like it would get absorbed, and who knows? But, mm-hmm. I mean, those Australians are hardcore. Are they ever? They are hardcore. They blow me away, all of that um, extra body. Yeah. And they bring it. They are girthy. Yes. Australians are girthy. That is for sure. I like the move, though. That, and they're uh, proud of it. Yeah, they are proud the of shimmy. it. You got the love handle tattoos. I like it. I like the look. I like how it rolls. <laughs> uh, you like the movement, the wave? I, I do. I do. I think it's, When they I, dance. I think it's very impressive. Uh, what did you guys make of the main event? Yoel Romero knocking out Luke Rockhold, uh, the performance, and then everything that kind of went before it, him missing weight, and now the fact that he may be injured and on the shelf for a little bit. I thought it was a great fight, and I think it's even a better fight if Romero's leg is actually broken. 
It would be insane. That's crazy. That he, he said it happened able... in the first round. Right. That would be um, pretty remarkable if he was able to fight with a broken leg and not even show any impacts or effects of a broken leg. Um, so, pretty cool. But I want I wanted to see him fight. I did not think he had a chance after the third round. Really, you thought he was going to be gassed well out? after the second round? Yes, I thought that. But he conserved his energy well. He smart has fought a very smart fight, and uh, I thought that Rocco felt his power early. Yes, and kind of was you know on the on the defensive, tried to be more strategic, but he he got sloppy. He in uh, that third round, he has been. As good of a martial artist as Luke has been, his hands haven't been great. I mean, he has been getting beat by a lot of strikers. I mean, look, all respect to Michael Bisbing, Hall of Famer. Michael Bisbing doesn't make a lot of people go night night, and he got he he got knocked he got cleaned up by Michael Bisbing on short notice. So maybe that should have been a red flag to all of us where Luke's chin is at, where his career is at. Um, I know he's training hard down here and, and working hard. I'm not questioning his work ethic, but just knowing that's a long career he's had. I mean, he's been he's been in the game for a while. Um, so maybe this is a time where is the weight cut bothering him too much, where he has to get down. And, you know, he sounded terrible after the weight cut, and he actually made weight. Um, I don't know, Tommy Guns. What do you make of it? I thought Luke looked really good coming in. He was a fit. He didn't seem that there was much of a struggle to get to that weight class. Um, seeing Romero come in, I thought that he was going to struggle because of the weight cut, that he wasn't going to be able to. Last fight, he gassed, I believe. Fifth uh, round, yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely looked... I mean, that's how he fights. He's not he's he's not pedal to the metal. He is relax, and then full throttle will come out of nowhere sometimes it's a flying knee right into your grill sometimes it's a takedown pound you right in the face um but it's always a question of can he get through these rounds and he seems like he's got a strategy that's comfortable for him i mean at 40 years old you kind of are what you are when it comes to <laughs> when it's not like you're gonna find hey, some, hey, some second gas tank but it's effective like because when he hits the gas god there's nobody who can keep him off off of you you know what I don't think he gets enough credit for his defense. The guy is pretty extraordinary defensively. Do you see him catch swatting kicks, catching punches? He does this like yeah. you know where both his arms are parallel and he's he's giving you difficult angles. I don't think anybody I've ever heard anybody give him credit for his defense. Right. Um, but he's a great defensive fighter. Creates awkward angles for you so you don't have clean shots. He keeps himself from getting too much damage in the first few rounds, which allows him to conserve energy as well. Because when you're taking punishment, it's obviously impacting you from an energy perspective. So he's not only a he's not only able to be fast and ferocious on the attack in spurts, but he also he he's strategic, meaning he picks the points where he's going to try to just explode. But his defense is. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Really good. He's, Not even pretty good. He's he's a really dangerous fighter. I mean, for anybody, I love watching him fight. I do too. I do, and I love his. I love y'all's personality. I love. Uh, I love him getting. You know, well, I mean, he's down on the ground because he can't stand. But just just him being so contrite about missing the weight. Um, classic. The classic was after the right after the fight when he went over to Rupe 
Luke oh, Rockhold, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's telling him he loves him. I love and, you. And I, I love you, man. And Rob Rockhold's looking away like, somebody bro, get somebody get face. this guy out of my face. Yeah, Luke, just Luke Rockhold's having none of it. He's just, <laughs> please get away from yeah, it was me. classic. Well, I mean, because he knocked him down. Did you think that the extra shot was necessary? Cause yes, because the ref wasn't in Because I mean, the, the ref was so far out of the picture. And, man, Luke got put extra night-night with that I one. I think he needed that. You think so? In, in my opinion, think I think he up? needed that for the exclamation point. I do think while Rockhole was stunned, he was in great shape. So I believe that he would have recovered and gotten up. And I think if the, the ref stops it without that shot, then everybody's like, oh, the ref stopped it too, too early. early. Rockhold's like, I wasn't out. You know, everybody's got a complaint at that point. So I thought that was like the exclamation point. See you later. Go get stitches. Very impressive. That was never leave it to the judges. Yeah, which That's is which was. is smart. Gotta have Wasn't it. Wasn't not, not a lot of judges needed last night. It was it was everything was uh, even the decisions that were there. They were pretty lopsided. The only th- I th- these I, Australians are finishers. Yeah, man. They they really were. Yeah, How about so, that yeah. damn submission, Tyson Pedro? That yeah. guy's good. Yeah. He's oh my really goodness. Two oh five. Woo. That Johnny was, J. That was something. But they won't fight, right? Because they're in the same camp. They're Jackson Wink guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to see him fight. I don't want to see John Jones fight anybody. You don't? No, I want to see him fight. I just want to see him fight. Let's, yeah. let's go. I, I want to see him, him fight Cormier I want to see, again I want to see him, for the third time. I want to see what he's got now. I want to see left. Him, yeah, I want to see him fight Gustafson again. Like That That would be the interesting one to me. No, if, I think you got to fight. you got to fight Cormier again, man. Heavyweight? Wherever weight. But you just got to fight him and beat him. And... And call it a wrap and not test positive for anything. Cocaina, Viagra, whatever it is this time. He just, he cannot test positive for anything. He needs to beat him fair and square so Cormier doesn't say, oh, he beat me because, you know, have his list of excuses. He just needs to put him out, end it. I beat you three times. What else Asterisk or not. It's over. Over. We'll be back right after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Recapping UFC 221 from last night from Australia. We were talking in the break about the Jake Matthews-Lee Jing Leong fight, which ended up being fight of the night. And it was crazy because in the second round, Matthews has Jing Liang uh, in in a in a in a submission, and all of a sudden. How do you pronounce his name? Jing Liang. Oh, I thought it was Jing Liang. King Jing Liang. Yeah. Um, well, he yeah. get he gets him in a he gets him in, in a, a, about to get in a submission and to get out. Uh, Lee hits him like right in the eye. He's like eye gouging him. And so he's trying pull- to touch his brain. Yeah, let's man. Let's be honest. And so they top they 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 uh, they they break up. They get to the feet and and Matthews is. Bleeding from the eyes like a like a like a horned frog, like it was it was disgusting, and I'm like, how did that happen? And so they go to the replay and they're like, he's got the he's got the claws in there. It was crazy, and the refs just like, hey, you do that again. That's a point. That's a point. It was worth it. It was so worth it. You can't get. He's like, otherwise the fight's gonna be over. That's a that's a. Is yeah, that, that a savvy that, move or is that a dirty move? I, I think if you could get it, if you get away with it, it's savvy. You get caught, it's dumb. Nothing nothing is dumb until you get caught. That's true. You know. I agree with that. That's always my policy too. So it's my policy. 
I wasn't having it. You know, I'm like really big on sportsmanship. Yeah. It's it's, it's a fight. Not yes. cool with you? No, not cool with not me cool at with all. You? That was one of those moments where I think there were a lot of memes after the Super Bowl when folks' team didn't win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they threw their TV out the window. Yes, Somebody you wanted to throw your TV out the window? I wanted to like pull out my six-shooter and just just shoot the guy because like you don't do that wow so, you're back sportsmanship you're back and she wants to shoot the, the ref while you're watching the ufc it's just sitting right there by me all right just in case <laughs> just in case just in case you never know you never days, know when you right? gotta react just like, i was boom. just so angry like you don't do that that's crazy well there was like they kept saying about grabbing the inside of the gloves which is not a foul you hear very often and he kept they kept they mentioned it multiple rounds i was like yeah, he did it. This? He did it two or three times when he got into a, a position to go for a submission. But if he didn't gouge those eyes, he was going to sleep. Oh, definitely. I mean that that choke was in deep. So were his fingers in deep, but just ridiculous. I thought he was gonna get. I thought he was gonna get disqualified. What happens if he wins that fight? What happens if he comes back? Because Matthew said after the second round he couldn't see good. His vision was no. Blurry. There's no way. Really. His I mean, did you blurry? see some of the shots he was throwing? So wild. He was just like, let's see what we can catch. Yeah. He was trying to hit the guy in the middle. Yeah. It was it was it was crazy. Matthews uh, was very impressive. Very, very impressive. I think they said he was going through puberty when he started in the UFC. And, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. He had like a growth spurt, right? Yeah, he was 19, 19 years old when he started. He grew that's wild. what two and a half, three inches during his UFC career. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and such a humble, humble guy. Really, really cool. He's was, a fighter. That's the kid where the, the father said that he was throwing his kids off of cliffs before they could walk. Those Australians, man. Like, you can't you can't deal with Getting this. them primed and ready for the fight game. They're so wild. Every, every one of them. But he handled it well. Drinking beer out of boots. I would love to see. I would <laughs> love to see another fight in Australia. How about this? Tomorrow. This Mark Hunt, he's such a gangster, man. He just walks in there. He's got one move. And so, like, somebody asked me on Twitter, because he's like, so who do you got? You got Blades or, or Hunt? And I'm like, I got Blades, because I think, I think I know how this is going to go. And it went how I thought it was going to go. But he's like, Pump and punch. But you, but you can never count out Mark Hunt. Never. Because he's got the touch of death, and he hits you once, and it looked like, oh, my God, he's going to do this again. And, man, he almost had him. He, he almost did. had him. And then Curtis Blades is like, you know what? Because they kept saying, like, oh, Curtis Blades. His strike is coming. Uh, it's coming along, miles away on the feet. He's because they, you know, they want they want Curtis Blades, who's who's getting in better shape. They want him to be, I think, uh, you know, just some young blood in that UFC heavyweight division. But he ain't Mark Hunt on the feet, no. and he knew that very very quickly, and wanted no part of it afterwards, and and needed some earplugs because it was a it was a symphony of booze. I just wish Hunt instead of, you know, in hindsight going for the kill if he would have just backed up he put himself in a very awkward position winging those punches <laughs> obviously missing and then blades being able to catch him off right. balance and take him take him down but i think if he would have taken a step back in that moment and just teed off on him i think it would have it would have been a wrap it looked he he, he came very very close i was excited what a, what a roller coaster of emotions i was excited when I saw Blades going down, because I knew if he was able to take Hunt down, it's going to be a long, boring fight. Right. 
and that's ultimately what it became. I'll I give, mean, he did some ground I'll and give pound. Him credit. Yeah, like he's not. He didn't sit there and do nothing. Like any time you maybe thought it was coming, he went hard with the elbows. He was trying to get like it was never a posture up. Um, and, and I think we were like, ooh, like it was wasn't like um, what was that fight in the Volkanovski? Remember Volkanovski in the in the un, in the undercard? Yes, when he was fighting Jeremy Kitt, he was hitting him with some nasty yeah, stuff. That you, was crazy. You, ground him, you were the body. It was like. Yeah. I was like, what? Well, they said, they commented, Jimmy Smith said, sound like gunshots. Yeah, you don't hear, first of all, hitting somebody with the body like that, you only hear a sound like that normally if it's like a, like a kick, like a Barboza kick to the, to the ribs. This guy's, this guy has him, he has him on the ground and he's thwapping him right on the body. Little sledgehammers. Yeah, but Blades, you know, to his credit, he kept it moving. He had 10 takedowns. So, I mean, you know, Marco never stopped trying to get up. Um, but what there was that one moment where he got up, I think it was in the third round. He just had nothing left. He was so exhausted. Yeah. From- Being slammed by, and Blade said it, he realized he couldn't win unless he stuck with what he knew and he just kept taking him down. He's got, I mean, the, the wrestling he has in that division, I mean, it is going to make a lot of problems for people. I just don't know how many, I don't know how many people are going to want to pay $70 to watch him fight. You yeah. know? I, that's that's the only thing no, you normally I wouldn't your, do that with your heavyweights. You want to see a guy, you want to see a slugfest, and then he's calling out Ngannou. Well, because he wants the rematch. I don't think he wins the rematch. You think Ngannou beats him? Yeah. <sighs> I think he's gonna hyperextend his neck. Maybe. Well, the only thing with Ngannou, I, I do wonder if a bit of the uh, a bit of the mask is unraveled now with what Stipe did to him, and if people are aren't even going to entertain the idea of of striking with him and if curtis blades goes in this situation you know curtis blades took that fight he was very early in his career uh very new in his ufc career so maybe he just does better with the experience and i want to how is nganu going to handle just the idea of you're not the invincible guy anymore you know you're not the boogeyman we just saw you get beat for five rounds i wonder how he reacts to that I believe after that last fight that Ngano is smart enough to go back to the tapes and see the areas that he needs to improve on in his his corner. I think they need some more experience. Yeah. And he himself will understand where he dropped the ball, so to speak, through that fight. It was a perfect fight for him to look at and make improvements to come back. I think he'll come back with the fury. I saw uh, I saw Derek Lewis who's fighting next week on the Cowboy card. He goes uh he goes, first of all, he ain't 30 years old. There ain't no way that guy that guy's uh younger than me. There's no sh- he's 40 years old, juiced to the gills. <laughs> so great. That's what he said about Ngannou? Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> it ain't no way in hell he's younger than me. He is 40 years old and juiced to the gills. It was such a great line. <laughs> He's yeah. a big boy. But I think anybody in their right mind look at an Nganu fight, anybody who thinks that they can stand and trade with that guy would be crazy. You gotta try to take him down. Oh yeah. That would so so you you know that. His corner and camp knows that. Teach him how to keep on the feet. That should be all they that should be all they work on. They should not spend another minute in camp. Teaching them how to throw a punch. They yeah. should not spend another minute. Everything should be about getting him to be solid and and resist a takedown. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I guess that's probably just a question of how much he wants to do that. Is he Although he does throw some wild punches. Maybe if they taught him how to throw some straight punches and some clean shots, 
that he it wouldn't even get to the ground. Sometimes when you have a tool that that dominant and so good, you do neglect other stuff because you think I'll get my moment because because the mo- the window he needs is very small in a fight. So if you're thinking, okay, so what? So you're gonna wrestle me for a little bit? I just need one because he touched Stipe twice in that fight. Stipe looked like a cyclops. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that is how powerful he is, but. You know, is it good enough to be champion? Is it is it good enough? As scary as it is, is it good enough to go beat the guys at the very very top? Ask Mark Hunt, thirteen and twelve. So you got to teach, you got to learn how to and be taught how how not to be taken down. That's how people beat Mark Hunt. Yep, they take him down. So Ngannou can end up having the same story and be thirteen and twelve, just like Mark Hunt, never having a title yeah, in he'll, UFC. He'll always be a guy people want to tune in to watch. He'll um he'll be a guy that it can uh, it's always exciting and everybody loves to see a devastating puncher but but is he ever going to be good enough to beat Stipe is he you know is he ever going to be good enough if if Daniel Cormier becomes heavyweight champ could he beat Daniel Cormier or could Cormier just ragdoll him the entire time you know that's the that, that it, it is a big hole the disadvantage that I believe that Cormier has is his height yep yeah yeah but you you're all the same height on the ground. <laughs> You are, but it's a little different when somebody that is your height uses their leverage to take you down rather than someone like Cormier who's going to try to bury underneath you and yeah. lift you up. Well, it's I, a little different. That's true, but I think the one thing, and this has always been a problem with the John fights, is is the kicks. I mean, John is so devastating with his legs, and his legs are so damn long. That's always the buzzsaw that, that DC has to go through. I don't know if we would have to go through that. With, with and I don't know. I don't. I honestly, I don't know if he has to go through that with Stipe, and and I do think that that presents some opportunity there for him, when we're talking about if this does become a, a matchup, whether on the ground, you know, does is Stipe going to be able to deter DC enough to keep him off him, because DC's been in there with some bad. But look, Anthony Joshua, uh, Anthony Joshua, uh, Anthony Johnson, Rumble Johnson. Just as dangerous a puncher as Stipe, even if it is. I mean, he's a heavyweight puncher, just having to be fighting at 205. And 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 DC's gotten up from that. But it's it's always been – but John's big uh, big weapon's always been those kicks. That's always been where it's been the difference in those two. You know, that and John's an amazing wrestler too. He's Right, he could push him off. Best damn fighter on the planet. Yeah, When's he coming back? That. Just can't stop bleeping up. When's he coming back? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't ask Dana. I think the I think the appeal is, man. It might be. It's if it's not this week, it might be the week after. I think his I think his ruling is supposed to come very very soon, and supposedly, I know Dana said that he feels good about him fighting in 2018. So I think they're going to get a good result. I think we're I think we're probably going to see John fight this year. If they're smart, they're helping to make his case. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Whatever it takes. Like John, this is what you need to say. Yeah, John. Stop saying that you took. We gave you the supplement, okay? Yeah, John. It's on us. Hey, John. Don't say this time that you took uh, erectile dysfunction pills. That's stupid, and you can't use that excuse again. And also, uh, say it wasn't cocaine, because that's uh, we've we've been there too. And also, uh, make sure you weren't in a hit and run this time. And also, uh, it's like uh, it's like you got to go through all the th- all the excuses that they have. They got to come up with new excuses. Yes, different scenarios. Just, just whatever it takes to get him back in the octagon. Whatever it takes. We'll be back right after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM seven ninety. The ticket.
Welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin, Seaman, Tommy Guns here with you. Next week, we got uh, Bellator, guys. You got Matt Mitrione, Roy Nelson, the rematch. The heavyweight Grand Prix. You into it? Yeah. No? You didn't like the first uh, matchup in the, in the heavyweight Grand Prix of Chael Sonnen versus Rampage? Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it almost <laughs> looks like throwback fighting. It is. Like, Bellator, to me, has become really watered down. Really? It has. I don't think that... I think the... Uh, yes, while Scott Coker has brought some notable names into the organization the credibility to me it's more it's more wrestling-esque than ever before yeah they do they definitely don't have any shame in putting whomever in there just to get the eyeballs um they do it like they look they got some michael chandler's always just such a badass that guy's i'll watch any fight that he's in he's so damn good the lima roy mcdonald like those fights are great, but it, those aren't the fights that become the primo fights. The primo yeah, they, fights they are these. They swapped it out of the main event the last time. Yeah, these primo fights are like the you know, like the gimmick fights. You not turning into to Frank Mir versus Fedor. <laughs> it's just not exciting to me. <laughs> I have to say that this, the fights that we saw last night really highlighted a lot of new blood yeah i always love that when we come out of pay-per-views and it's i i want to see i want to see uh tied to ivasa fight again i want to see that who's the dude it was uh adesanya adesanya the the um what do they call yeah, it the style bender. yeah that guy that guy I'm, I'm interested in seeing him fight again he clearly uh he clearly is very exciting on his feet uh that poor bastard, whoever they put him in there with, it was just to be he was in there just to be a pork chop. Um <laughs> as soon as as soon as it was as he was uh off the cage and it wasn't able to 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 clench him up, oof, that was bad. He looked like he got his nose busted up. He was just waiting for the ref to step in. So so I ask you this. So they were great fights, and obviously the Australians were extremely uh, successful. The crowd was exciting. But who did these guys fight? With, like, setups? Well, I know that... Uh, two- were, were they in, in the cage against guys that, that we know would make that would make them look good? Like, mm. look at look at Ty. Yeah, Ty was in there with some... Cyril Asker. The, uh, Asker. The, oh. Yes, we The wee. French people back. We so wee. As we come in there, and that will pummel him, we wee. No, no, no. No, no. So that's one. That's true. Safarov against Tyson Pedro. Mm-hmm. They so, gave him some business. He gave him some business early. Come on. Rolled right into it. Um, and you just said Jeremy Kennedy, the pork chop. No, no. The pork chop was, uh, was Rob Wilkinson. Oh, yes. Volkanovsky, but yeah, Volkanovsky did give Jeremy Kennedy the business. Yeah, it, like, so you think this was like a Brazil style? Like they just lined up all these. Like these here's stiffs. some guys that are gonna look good. They look good when they walk in the cage. I tell you what, decent records with that Israel. Here you go. Everybody was salivating over that over that Adesanya on social media afterwards. Like they were. Let's like, go pour some blood on them. You know, <laughs> go into the cage. Go. Come on. Here's a little extra blade. money. Here's a little extra money. Take the dive. Cut me. No, mid. not even take the dive. Cut me just mid. like. Hungry sharks across the other side of the cage. Yeah, and 
and I just don't think that. Well, I thought it was. It fun. was well matched for for viewers, th- but not well matched for competition. I thought it was funny when they were like, uh, "Sadasanya, shades of John Jones, Anderson Silva." I was like, "Oh, that's what we're doing, huh?" Anybody who's good at kicking and is six uh, four, they're uh, they're John Jones or they're Anderson Silva, huh? It's marketing. Got to build the future. Got to create some excitement. He was good. He, that guy can that guy can run a mic pretty good. I'll give him that. They all could. Yep. They all were. They all had. They all had lyrics after the fight. I want that dude drinking the 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 beer out of the shoe the next fight in the octagon. That's what he's got to do. Don't don't wait till the walk back to the locker room. Somebody give him a beer. That's Tui Vasa, right? Yeah. Give Tui Vasa a beer and a shoe, and make that happen. That's w- what was he do. heavyweight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it was interesting, even if, if if that were the case, if they put some pork chops in there for the hungry sharks, I it was very good The the pork chops fought back, if you will. Um, maybe it wasn't at the caliber that we've seen in UFC history, but I thought it was good. We had an ear clap last night. Yep. We don't see those often. Nope. We had a pulling into the the glove type of thing. That we was don't wild. see that often. Eye gouging. Eye gouging. The sneaker shot, drinking out of the sneaker, broken legs. Um, you think his legs really broken? Well, he sat on the floor and I he could, couldn't get back up. I, I could think. I originally thought that maybe heard it jumping up on the side of the cage. That's what I thought too. He said first round, but. You know, you gotta believe what he what he said, and you think he, and we all know he, adrenaline. But, well, I think it's probably like maybe a hairline fracture. I'm just asking, like, like with Yoel, is it like a lost in translation thing? Is it put a little sauce on it because oh, I missed the weight, but if I say I fought on a broken leg, no one's gonna talk about. Yeah, but the he weight. he missed he did miss the weight, but he also missed the weight. He took the fight short notice. Yeah, short yeah. notice, and he was on. A regiment to fight what two three weeks from now? He's yeah, he's supposed to be on the Orlando card. Give the guy a break. I'm giving him a break. I just, no, I think everybody should give him a break. I just not think, just you. I think uh, I think it stinks for Yoel because I want Yoel to be. I know he's gotten so damn close. And it's ne- It'd be one thing if he was 23 years old, and you know he got a big fight and he didn't make weight. This guy's 40. Never, never missed a weight. weight cut. Never. So something. And no. he had to give up 30% of his purse, which I'm sure sucked. Yeah. Because I imagine him a main eventer. That's, that's why he threw that extra shot at the end. Here, 30%. Here's 30% go get some 30%. stitches. Here's my money's worth. Bah! <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yep. You're probably right. I just I, I, I hope it doesn't keep him out too long because I do want to see the rematch. Me too. That was a but good how fight. long is Whitaker out for is the question. He came out this week and he what? said that... Oh. <laughs> He came in. He told reporters this week that it was he expected to be back in the middle of the year, so the summer, which is good because Dana Dana made it seem like his career might be over, uh, you know. So yeah. speaking of putting extra sauce on it, <laughs> like Dana, Dana's like, yeah, he's almost dead. He almost killed a guy, but he. Uh, but Robert Whitaker seems to think that he'll be back in the middle of the year. Um, and then yeah, like you said, broken if it's, leg, yeah, broken, what, broken, three months, two months. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's eight weeks you get back on your feet. It's not like you got to train style-wise. You know what the yeah. opponent brings to the table. Yeah. Just get back on in there. Plus, they don't need him for July. July's July's already booked. Um, June June is what, Chicago? June's probably going to be uh, June's probably going to be CM Punk. 
CM Punk's coming back. You excited for that? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am not I'm not excited about CM Punk at all. I can't believe they're letting him fight again. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> Who cares? I can't believe they're letting him fight again. It's so it's so it's so They should let him fight against Rob Wilkinson. It's so beneath them. Like they I I know they need the eyeballs, but you want to talk about like complete circus shows? Come on, man. What are we doing? What are we doing with that? Tommy Guns is having a blast. This is great. This is great. Good for you, Tommy for Guns. For sure. Enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. When's Floyd fighting Connor? I don't know. They're coming out. It's uh, it's obviously official soon because Floyd puts out on social media certified killer versus certified bitch, and he's apparently got uh, MMA gloves on and he's elbowing Connor. That I, I guess that actually happened. I don't know. And Connor responds uh, on on social media: a real elbow, a real elbow in a real fight. And he's elbowing Nate Diaz in the grill. So obviously the fight's happening. They're gonna fight again. It's gonna be in boxing, but they're gonna fight again. But when we, when we talked about John possibly coming back, I think that when John the last fight with Cormier, he told Dana to give him. Who was it that he called out? He Brock t- he wanted to fight Brock Lesnar. And Dana says that he wouldn't be shocked to see Brock fight in the UFC this year. Yeah, I, I think so. I think I think you so you think we'll see John versus Brock. It's just John quite they're both going to be lathered well, up. If DC wins, John DC three. If DC loses, are we going to see? I guess Daniel's got to defend his belt, doesn't he? That's kind of stupid, huh? Hmm. 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 So we're going to see that again at two hundred five. And then John, and then if John wins the fight. Then if he beats him at 205, then we can't see him versus Brock Lesnar unless he drops the belt and then lets Gus and just fight for a vacant title. I don't know, Tommy Guns. There seems to be some complications with that. It seems to be. Unless John Jones just says, you know what? I don't want to fight Daniel Cormier anymore. That'd be something. What if Dan- what if John just says, you know what? You want to know something? I think I've proven my point here. Why fight him? I'd rather fight Brock Lesnar. I could see that. I could see people. I mean, they do good business. So yeah. that they... That- if they fight, if he does fight Daniel, it will sell. But so will Brock. Yep. What do you sure. think would sell more? A third fight with DC for a belt? Brock or Brock? I think Brock would sell more. I think Brock's going to sell more. And people, that's people want to see the freak show. They want to see the freak show. That would be a freak show. <laughs> I, I shamelessly. But can can Jones juice up for that fight? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You got you got stipulations, of course. You gotta let Brock's Brock, gonna do it. Brock's gonna be juiced to the gills. Yeah, and so it's only fair. We'll Will the commission allow that? I don't know. Maybe they do it over in like uh, some some strange commission. You know, like Australia. Egypt. Oh, they could do it in Australia where they allow for eye gouges. Yeah, Australia has no Australia has no rules, but it doesn't look like Australia juices because it doesn't look like anybody skips a meal there. Nah. Australia is not about six packs. So next nope. weekend's going to be great because Just we'll cases. have uh, UFC on Sunday and yeah. boxing on Saturday. Yep. Yep. Danny Garcia's coming back. Uh, he's taking on Bam Bam Rios, speaking of six-packs. <laughs> and um, and then I, I, kegs. That Cowboy Nancy Madeira's fight's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I, hope, I hope Cerrone shows up. Yeah. And Donald, guard your belly. Don't let him kick you in the belly paths of destruction every time this guy gets body kicked it's over yep he crumbles 
would they say it's because of some surgery he had or something like that? I don't know. The last time it wasn't it wasn't body. Like that dude he fought Darren Till. I don't know when he's fighting again, but that guy cracked him right in the face. But but he was huge. They said he was like two hundred pounds when he weighed in that day. When he when he got back into the cage. That was a welterweight fight. One seventy. And John's a, and uh and Donald's a small welterweight. Yeah, he could fight at one fifty five. So like it was basically fighting a guy three weight classes up almost. I'm doing some fuzzy math there. But either way, that he he fought a very big a very big guy that fight. Um you know But he fights anybody, that's the problem. He's crazy. He's yeah. a crazy person. He's a fighter. But that's why we love him. Cliff yeah. Diver. So it looks like Mighty Miles might have some uh, competition. You think in the TJ fight? The TJ fight? I... No, 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 no. There was another guy. The guy that fought oh, last night. The uh, the dude with the back, the the guy with the back fist. Uh, yes. What the hell was that guy's name? For, Formiga. Formiga. Yeah, he almost he almost he hit him with the back forearm. Yeah. With the whole damn thing, and then and then uh, hell of a submission. He got a bonus for that for that. Um, very very impressive. Very very impressive. You think you think he's gonna fight Mighty Mouse? They're same class, same weight class. Right? They are the same weight class. Left for him. Yeah, they're gonna do the dumb Dillashaw fight. I'm not into that fight at all. I got nothing for that. TJ Dillashaw versus Mighty Mouse. Just yeah, I'll save my money. It better be not be on pay per view. Oh, it's gonna be on. It's they're gonna put it probably on the Cormier oh, Stipe card on another fight. Yeah, they, they can, that thing can't headline by itself. Not not a pay per view. No way. No way. Hey, watch this guy. He beat the scale and he beat Mighty Mouse. Good for him. Awesome. What a weight cut. So John shout Jones. Out, shout out to TJ Dillashaw. John Jones. You got to talk about Huh? John. Roy Jones. Oh, Roy Jones. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Roy Jones also. He got uh, he won his farewell fight. At least he claims it's his farewell fight in Pensacola <laughs> this past week. And, uh, yeah, good for Roy Jones. I'm happy for him. Love Roy Jones. Yeah. One of the coolest interactions I've had with a fighter. Roy Jones and I are in the same fraternity. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yep, gave him the old secret handshake. Went crazy. I thought it was BS. I didn't think he really would know, but he did. Really? Yep, he was all about it. I was like, secret handshake? Yep. I can't show you it because it's secret. But he knows it because I gave it to him, and he liked it. Wow, he liked it. He did. It's the old handshake when you, you, you're shaking hands and you take that one finger and you rub the palm. Is that that handshake? No, I think that's uh, I think that's like... Um, that's a different secret handshake. I think that's, uh, what, what is it, the, the skulls oh. or something like that. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.